Our scripture today is taken from Luke 1, 26 through 38. Six months after Elizabeth had become pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee. The angel went to a virgin promised in marriage and a descendant of David named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel entered her home, he greeted her and said, You are favored by the Lord. The Lord is with you. She was startled by what the angel said and tried to figure out what this greeting meant. The angel told her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will become pregnant, give birth to a son, and name him Jesus. He will be a great man and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Your son will be king of Jacob's people forever, and the kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be? I've never had intercourse. The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy Child developing inside you will be called the Son of God. Elizabeth, your relative, is six months pregnant with a son in her old age. People said she couldn't have a child, but nothing is possible for God. Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you said happen to me. Even the angel left her. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Time sure does fly. Chris and I, next Sunday will be our last Sunday, and so time sure does fly either when you're having fun or like us when you're busy, busy, busy. But Christmas time is coming. But are you waiting in anticipation for the right reasons? Are you waiting in anticipation for the right reasons? Yes, our children just left, but yes, opening presents from Santa, that brings so much joy, right? Yes, helping someone else in need, that brings some of us so much joy. Yes, going to Christmas parties, that brings us much joy as well. All of these things bring us joy, but for some of you in the room that may be the Grinch, even you at this time of year can have joy too. And you want to know why? Because Christmas is not even about all those things, right? Christmas is about the birth of the one who would come and save us, the one who was lying in a manger, born in a stable, wrapped in swaddling cloth. And this is exactly where the Christmas story begins, from our angel giving Mary the news that she would bring this son to us from the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, I want us to look at Mary's story. But before we go any further into our scripture and Mary's story, would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your plan long ago that Mary could see herself in that. And I ask that you help us to find ourselves in this story too. Because this isn't just Mary's story, but it's for each of us. So Lord, may you help us to ponder these things away in our own hearts and to just truly know how much joy, peace, love, and life that you do give and bring to us. So Lord, may we anticipate for those things. Maybe we don't have those things in our hearts today, but help us to anticipate on what you're going to do in our lives. So help us to sit back and listen to whatever it is that you have 
for us to receive. Lord, may these may not be my words, but your words. So hide me behind the cross. May I be your vessel and that we hear from you directly. In Jesus' name, amen. So when Chris and I arrived here, we, we didn't know what the plans were for Advent season yet, right? But when I hear Advent and Majors Felt told us that it was the, Christmas, the characters of Christmas, my mind immediately jumped to Mary. But nobody knew who was doing which character yet, so I was a little bummed thinking somebody would get to Mary before me, right? But God just knew that he laid a message on my heart, and so I get to preach on Mary this morning. Now, you see, at the training college, they like us to go by a certain specific format, three points. Some of you in here may know what I'm talking about, but you're in luck today because I may not have three points. I may just have a little more. We don't know. But I just want you to sit back and listen to whatever it is that the Lord has in store for you. So God gave me a different direction as I study for this sermon. And so this morning we're going to look at Mary's story as a whole, which I'm sure many of you have heard from all different aspects, angles, right? But this morning I really want you to listen where you fit into Mary's story. Have some different points and some questions. I want you to see yourself in Mary's story. Because like I said from the beginning, this is the journey God called Mary on, but we too are on this same exact journey. So just listen closely and I invite you and encourage you to find yourself in Mary's story. But before we begin, I have two questions for you that I want you to just answer in your own hearts. Don't answer out loud. All right, I can't hear everybody's at once. But have you ever been frightened or scared by some news? Maybe somebody in here this week has received some hard news. Don't give up. I'm going to get there. But have you ever received any scared or frightening news? Can anything good, and as we all hopefully know and hear, the greatest thing ever has come out of the city of Nazareth, Bethlehem. So this is the town where that, sorry, the greatest city, Jesus came out of Bethlehem, but the greatest announcement was told there in Nazareth to Mary by the angel Gabriel. And so this is the town where the angel Gabriel came to a girl named Mary and said, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 1. We'll be looking at a few verses in there. Luke chapter 1. I want to start with verse 30. We're going to work our way back a little bit, so don't get confused. But Luke chapter 1, verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. So the angel appeared to who? Mary. That's our character for this morning. The angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. This was a poor, illiterate, nobody Jewish girl just living an ordinary life. To top it all off, she was a teenager. Now you know there's some teenagers in the room Our teenagers are pressured with the world, right? Everyone likes to tell them everything but the good news of Jesus Christ. They're filled with anxiety, depression, worry. Am I good enough? Who are my friends, right? Some of them don't even know their identity because the world puts so much pressure. So here we are, Mary, a teenage girl who was from a very small town, a nobody. And this is who God chose the angel Gabriel to appear to. So this morning, this little nobody girl from a small town was the girl God had chosen. He handpicked to bear the Son of God, the Messiah who would come, Jesus Christ. 
the nobody, poor, illiterate. Today, I don't know about you, have you ever felt that, that you're a nobody? Maybe someone in here, you feel that you're poor. Maybe someone in here is illiterate and you can't read. I want you to know you're not a nobody. I want you to know you're a somebody. God has handpicked each of us for a purpose, to bring joy and peace and everlasting life in your life if we just receive him. And so Mary, Jesus handpicked Mary, a poor, illiterate girl, to bear the son of Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, if that doesn't bring God bumps to you, we better walk out of the door and come back in. Because a nobody, God handpicked her because of her willing heart. If you notice my title up here, Faith Like Nobody's Business, I'm going to dig more into that. But she had a faith like nobody's business. She trusted God, and we're going to dig a little deeper into that of how she trusted him. So this nobody girl, that's who God handpicked. So I want you to know, when we seek after the one we should be anticipating for, he chooses us for his miraculous works. So today, again, if you're feeling like a nobody or that you came from a small town and you wonder who even knows you, God does. God knows each of us by name, and he has a special purpose for you, and with that comes hope, peace, and joy. So he chose Mary. He handpicked this nobody from a small town. Guess what? He handpicks each of us. We may be a nobody to the world, but in God's eyes, you're a somebody. So Mary came to her and said, do not, I mean, the angel Gabriel came to Mary, do not be afraid. You have favor in God. God loves her. God loves you. Jesus loves you, each of us. So he has a special purpose. So let's keep reading. The angel Gabriel came to Mary, but I want us to go back to a few verses, verses 28 and 29. And so here's, God is, handpicks Mary, right? And we think, we like to put the characters from the Bible, the characters, they're people, but we like to put the people in the Bible on a pedestal and think that they did everything perfectly, right? That they wouldn't act like this, that they wouldn't react this way, but let's see how Mary initially reacts. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So Mary was a bit troubled, as scripture says. Frightened, I suppose. Skeptical. I'd even venture to say that here's a teenager. She's just wondering, am I really seeing this angel? Am I dreaming? Is there really an angel in front of me? I want you to picture, can you imagine an angel coming a big angel with wings. We don't really know in our lives. We like to think that they're dressed in white with the halo, maybe like our tree toppers, right? Well, this one doesn't have, but you know, the angels on the tree topper. That's what, in my mind, that's how I picture an angel. But there's so much more to what an angel really looks like in biblical times. And so could you imagine a teenager here and an angel coming to her to, at that, to receive news that she had no idea what was about to take place, right? The angel that visited Mary was not your tree topper angel, but here you have a teenager sitting all alone, and an angel comes to visit her. Just picture yourself in this story. Could you imagine an angel coming to you? How could we expect Mary to react in any other way, right? I know I would react frightened, scared, an angel coming to me. Well, that's the exact moment for Mary. It even says, the angel came and she was troubled. 
But as I was preparing my sermon, I came across something that took me by surprise. Some of you, it may as well. I hope so, that I'm not the only lonesome one that thought this. But it took me by surprise, because I guess I thought angel visitations were more common in biblical times. But come to find out, in the thousands of years of history recorded in Scripture, there are only a few moments where angels appear. When I truly thought about that, there are only a few stories. Angel Gabriel came. This angel came, you know, and so... There are only very few recorded in Scripture. So yeah, how can we expect Mary, a teenage girl, to react and respond to this news any other way? She was receiving the greatest announcement. If you haven't caught on by now, the greatest announcement of all time. And I imagine she must have possibly been by herself. So my goodness, Mary was the first one to receive the news that she would bear a son and he will be called Jesus. Now, as he looked back at the announcement, was how it was made and who received it, could you imagine it any other way? This was all part of God's plan, to use Mary, a poor, illiterate Jewish girl from a small town, to bring the greatest announcement of all time. This was all a part of God's plan, and I can't imagine this story any other way. Like I said, we like to try and hold them on pedestals, but Mary... The characters in the Bible, they have emotions too, right? God created us. Jesus had emotions. He came as flesh and he walked earth with us, right? He had emotions and we too have emotions. So all that to say, if you ever receive bad news, when I say bad, frightening news, right? This wasn't bad news for Mary. It might have been frightening at first. All this to say, give yourself grace. If you initially react frightened, scared, worried. It's okay. Mary did the same thing. But you heard me say initially react this way, right? Because I want us to look. This initial reaction of Mary being troubled and worried and frightened, it turns into something different. So I want you to find yourself in this part of the story as well. By the end of it, I want us to remember from this part of Mary's story how we can place ourselves into it to remember that everything that happens in our lives is a part of God's plan. I've already told you, he handpicked Mary, right? This frightening news came to her. She was scared, troubled, all these things, but he knew what was to come. Mary might not have, right? She doesn't know all the details, but God knew. And so even when bad news, frightening news comes your way, remember it's all part of God's plan. Initially, we react out of fear, right? Sometimes we still have fear throughout the whole process. But God is with you every step of the way. God was with Mary every step of the way. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And so I want you to know that if bad news, frightening news, terrible news, scary news, however you perceive it, that there are miraculous, life-changing, life-giving moments to come. Think about it. Mary received this news. What was to come? Life-giving Jesus, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. That was the greatest announcement of all time. So thus far, we've looked at the greatest announcement. It came to Mary. God handpicked her, a poor nobody, right? Nobody. (laughs) She's somebody. A woman who had faith like nobody's business. And we've also remembered to 
We've also looked at to remember that God is always in control. No matter what news, what's thrown at us, God is in control and it's all a part of his plan. And so we have to cling to that and remember that God is faithful. So Mary was frightened, but as the angel continued to relay the message, Mary's words then switched. It became a question. So I want us to look at verse 29. Sorry. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Other translations, how can this be, she says. It turns into a question. How can this be? Mary was wondering, how could God choose me? What is going on? I'm just a teenager. I'm just a nobody. How could this be? How could this be that she's never even had sexual relations with Joseph? We're all mostly adults in here. Mommy and daddy, right? How could this be? Mary, a virgin, and she's pregnant. And I have a hold on to that thought. Something's coming that took me by surprise. Yes, but Mary's question became one of many. Abraham wondered how God can make him a father of many nations. Sarah wondered how she was going to have a baby at such an old age, right? Moses said, how are you sending me? I can't even speak, Lord. How are you going to choose me? And the prophets wondered how the coming king could both be a suffering servant and a conquering king. Hmm, does this sound familiar? Have you ever questioned God? Have you ever become so impatient that you needed the news and you needed it right now, like the old commercial J.G. Wentworth, 877 Cash Now? Y'all remember that? Have you ever got so impatient you became like that? Have you ever tripped over your own two feet where you tried playing God because you thought you knew how the story should go? You ever questioned God? See, Mary's question was legitimate, right? She had no idea. How could this be? I haven't even been with Joseph. They were engaged. The Holy Spirit came. The angel came to tell her this. How could it be? But could you imagine if Mary took the steps that we like to and questioned God? Could you imagine if Mary questioned God further than this in the Christmas story? Family, I like to tell you, when we question God, it doesn't work, right? He knows what tomorrow holds and 10 years from now. We don't even know what our meal is going to be next. I know some of you are sitting there thinking about it because I know I am. We like to eat on Sundays. Who am I kidding every day? But anyway, so Mary, she had a legitimate question, and we like to try and say, God, let me finish this. God, I know the plans. This is going to work out better. And we stop the story. Let's let God narrate it, right? He's the author. He's the one who chose Mary. He's the one who had this all planned out. Can I get an amen on that one? So yeah, Mary asked, how can this even be? But again, a legitimate question due to the circumstances. But I believe when I said something took me by surprise, listen to this quote by theologian Fleming Rutledge. He said it best when Mary said, how can it be? Natural processes could not have brought the Son of God. It's beyond the capacity of human parents to produce a child who is God. Human, humankind cannot bring forth a Jesus any more than it can bring forth true lasting peace. Only God can do it. Only God will do it. So how can it be? There's no explanation other than God. 
No explanation. How can this be? God. And that's what we have to tell the world. When people get upside down, what's going on? What's this? They don't know left from right. Turn to God. He'll give you guidance. Turn to God. He'll give you the answer. Turn to, turn to his word, right? This has it all mapped out already for each of us. So let's not question God. Let's trust him instead. Let's have faith like nobody's business. And the Holy Spirit will come on us and give us the guidance, the direction, the words to say, the actions, right? Only our one true holy God can offer the gift of salvation to the whosoever through his one and only son named Jesus. So for salvation to be offered, it took the small town of Nazareth. It took the angel Gabriel. It took a nobody virgin Mary, right? It took all of these things because that was God's plan from the beginning. That she would bear a son and we would call him Jesus so that he could be born in a manger to come and be our savior and king. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad Jesus has come to save me from my sins. Amen. And I hope that each of us are anticipating for the second coming. That's not the end, right? He came to us in a manger. He went to the cross to die for our sins, but he is alive, alive and well. I hope you have that. I hope you have his joy this morning, but he's coming again. But we have to be ready, right? We have to be a Mary and have faith like nobody's business, stronger than ever. Because again, this world likes to deter us and tell us that he's not real, right? He, the, the devil likes to talk in our ears and say, whatever you're going through, Jesus won't take care of it. I tell you, if you have depression, financial problems, sadness, whatever, disease, marital problems, whatever you're facing, God is bigger than that. Amen? God is bigger than that. I want you to realize Mary quickly grabbed a hold. She started with a nobody. She questioned God. But she quickly grabbed a hold of it that God is in charge. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And by the end of it, in Luke 138, it says, thank you, Miss Debbie, for reading that. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. So she didn't know anything that was going to take place. But she, by the end of it, said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary was essentially saying yes to the Lord. And at this, no simple yes. It was no simple. There were so many unknowns, right? She didn't. How could this be, she said. But she said yes. Here I am, Lord. I am your servant. I'm going to step on my own toes here for a minute. But there are times where God has asked things of me, simple things. Like just go say hello to this person. Just go pray. You can see that they're down and out and having a joyless day. What do you think I did? I told the Lord, no, I didn't go do it. A simple thing that I should have said yes to, and I didn't. This story, Mary said yes, even through all the unknowns. We must have faith like nobody's business, because Mary sure did. She had no clue about everything or what she was signing up for. You want to know what she was signing up for? You want to know what she was signing up for, Miss Mary Carroll? She was signing up to say yes to be shamed by others due to an unwed pregnancy. What's Joseph going to say to me? Are my friends and family even going to believe that it was the Holy Spirit, an angel that came to me? Right? All these questions came to her mind. 
She was signing up to be shamed by others because they may have not believed it. But she believed and had a faith like nobody's business that God would carry this out and use her in a miraculous way. She was signing up to raise the Son of God. She was saying, yes, I will carry Jesus. Yes, I will carry Jesus. For those of in here that are parents, hopefully I'm not the only one, parenting can be challenging. I don't know if you noticed, we have a little Grinch that runs our house. She's two going on 22. But parenting can be hard. So I want to publicly apologize for whatever she likes to say. She told somebody earlier they took her ball and she said, you're a thief. I'm like, I don't know the last time I said that word. But Mary, so yes, parenting can be challenging. But Mary's story had nothing, or we had nothing on her story. Nothing we go through compares to what Mary was signing up for. Can you imagine the burden of raising Jesus? As you and some of you heard our first Sunday, the trouble we had with Kylie. So that was hard news that we received. But this had nothing being a parent of Jesus. Think about the fear Mary had every time she would get Jesus would go off to his friend's house or that Jesus would get sick, or that first time he picked up the knife from Joseph's carpentry sets. Can you imagine the fear that Mary had to protect Jesus? She had, and then she had to live her whole life knowing that Jesus would be horrendously killed one day to save you and I from our sins. Woo! Hallelujah. Jesus came to save you and I from our sins, from our past mistakes, from our doubt, from our worries, right? As long as we allow him to enter into our lives. So thank you, God, for using Mary to bear the Messiah so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? There's some people, you know how hard life is? I can't imagine living life without Jesus. How hard life is sometimes when, when we know Jesus, right? And we have the joy of the Lord. There are frightening times. There are scary times. There are days we're like, I don't know what to do. Or we don't feel as joyful or happy, right? So I can't even imagine life without Jesus. But family, I want you to know, Mary didn't either. But she said yes to God without knowing all the details. Mary said yes to God even after receiving this frightening news. Mary said yes to God even though those around her may shame her and be like, you're crazy. What? The Holy Spirit came to you, a teenager, nobody? She said yes to God and had a faith like nobody's business. Mary could only say yes because 30-some years later, her own son, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would say yes to his father. So this morning, I want to ask you, how has your faith been lately? How is your faith today? Maybe you've come in here with some distractions and you're not really focused on Jesus and what the anticipation of what he can do in your own life. Maybe there are all kinds of thoughts running through your mind and distracting you from trusting the Lord. But we have to, with our whole heart, mind, soul, strength, every part of us, not just half of our heart, our whole heart, right? Do you have faith like nobody's business this morning? I don't know that I can stand here and truthfully answer this because I'm a worrywart. When my child gets sick, my anxiety is through the roof, right? 
Do we have, are we trusting God with our financial situations? Are we trusting God with our kids? Are we trusting God with our marriages? Do we have a faith like nobody's business, like Mary did? Are we signing up saying, yes, Lord, here am I? I want us to look at one more point before we close our time together. And I want to start off by reading Mary's song, the Magnificat, if I said that correctly. And it says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offsprings forever. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Do you magnify his name this morning? Is he the greatest announcement of all time in your own life? Again, Mary did not know everything and there was no way she could comprehend all of it either, right? Our minds are so finite. God created us that way. If we knew everything, then why would Jesus come, right? He's the author, the ultimate healer. He is God. He is Messiah. He is Jesus Christ. But the one thing she did know is that this child inside her was no ordinary child. As we listen to Mary, did you know he would make the blind see, the deaf to hear, right? He would go to the cross be beaten and flogged for you and I. This child would come to reverse sin's curse by coming to save even his own mother from her own sins. Mary could look back at the very beginning. This was all part of God's redemptive plan. He could, she could look at the very beginning and see herself in it. Mary saw that God's story did not start off with princesses and princesses but with those who are humble enough to say yes, to those who are humble enough to receive the Holy Spirit, to those who just have a willing heart. We may not always have the words to say, right? We may not always have the best attitude. We may not always measure up, but God knew these things. He created you to be you. He created Mary to tell this story, to bring Jesus in to save us from our sins. And she, there was nothing else she knew but other than this was no ordinary child. But she signed up and said, yes, here I am. I'm your servant. I'm willing to carry Jesus. Those who will say yes and those who have a faith like nobody's business, Jesus can do miraculous things in you. So those who will say yes and those who would have faith like nobody's business, Jesus is willing to work things out. He is the ultimate healer, physician, counselor, you name it, whatever. Jesus can do that in you when we choose to say yes. You see, Jesus knows each of you in this room today. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows the thoughts in your mind right now. 
Again, some of us may have showed up distracted and you may be feeling like a nobody or that God has abandoned you and that you don't know where you even belong in this story. Or better yet, the whole Christmas story. But I want you to know this is God's redemptive plan and you are in it. He has a plan. This wasn't just for Mary. This is for each and everyone in this room. You are a somebody and Jesus knows you by name. Jesus knows you by name. Do you love it when somebody remembers your name? I loved it when I walked in the door and y'all have remembered my name. That makes me feel good. I don't know about you, but if you go somewhere and somebody remembers you and knows you by name, it makes me feel good. And we too should know who by name? Jesus. We should, too should know. He knows us by name. We should know him by name. And in his name, there is healing. There is power. There is greatness. There is awe and wonder. There's even a meaning behind Jesus' name. Emmanuel. God with us. And that is Jesus Christ. And there's just something about that name. Y'all know that chorus. I'm not going to make us sing it. But there's just something about that name. Y'all say it with me. Jesus. 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 So God used Mary, a poor Jewish girl from a small town, essentially a nobody, to bring Jesus Christ, the Messiah, into this world to save us from our sins. And do not underestimate the power of Jesus Christ and God and what he has created you to do in this world to further his kingdom, to have a faith like nobody's business so that we can tell the, uh, the world about him and the things that he has done in our own lives and how he has changed us. Again, we may start off as Mary and question him, right? But I hope it turns into a faith like nobody's business, just like Mary has showed us. What a great example. And watch God unfold your rags to riches story, just as he did for a poor little girl from Nazareth. Family, this story I just brought us through this morning, that's Mary's story and her journey and what God planned. But this journey is for each of us, just like I started at the beginning. And we have to have a faith like nobody's business. And it all starts by just saying yes, to have a willing heart. We may go through so many unknowns. We don't know what lies ahead, right? Praise God, I don't. Who would want to know all that? Jesus has the ultimate task. Just trust him. Say yes, and he has it all planned out, and he'll take us down the right journey. Today, I know there are many of you in here that have probably said yes one way or another to the Lord. But unfortunately, I don't know each of your hearts. Only God does. There may be somebody at the sound of my voice that has yet to receive Jesus. I don't want anyone to leave here today without knowing the joy that Jesus can bring in each of our hearts. So this morning, as some quiet, soft music plays, possibly. Sorry, would you play some soft music? Sorry. But as this soft, quiet music plays, I want to ask you again, how's your faith? Do you have faith like nobody's business? Are you saying yes to Jesus? Are you sharing this Christmas story and how miraculous it is to those around you so that they can have joy too? We all know how this world is. It's upside down. Nobody knows Christ. 
So this morning, I want to ask you, how's your faith? And don't forget, if you're feeling like a nobody, lost, God's waiting here for you. Jesus Christ with his arms wide open to receive you and to help you through whatever it is that you may be facing. Remember, there's nothing too big for our God. Depression, anxiety, doubt, fear, financial issues, you name it, Jesus is here waiting for you. So as the soft music plays, I invite you to come. Make sure that you leave here today knowing that you have faith like nobody's business and that you know Jesus Christ personally. He knows us by name. Do you know him by name?